Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson. The Browns are coming off a win against the Commanders. They are 7-9 entering the season finale against Pittsburgh, who is 8-8 and have won three straight and five of their last six games. The Steelers are 3-4 at home this year, so hoping to get to 500 with a win against the Browns there. Cleveland is 3-5 on the road. Within the North, Pittsburgh is 2-3 compared to the Browns 3-2. And both teams are four and seven within the AFC. Matt, I honestly thought the Browns were a dead team watching them play that Saints game last Ooh, week yeah, or two yeah. weeks ago. In excuse the, me, the freezing tundra. Yeah, they looked like they wanted nothing to do with the season anymore. Yes, and then they go out and they beat the Commanders. Now, yeah, that might have been more on the Commander side. I would say Carson though. Wentz throwing three <laughs> bad picks had something to do with that too. But one thing I would worry about a little bit for Browns is like Amari Cooper's come out and said, "I hate the cold," and Watson's never really played in the cold, like. You're in the wrong town, fellas. And they kind of look like it. You know, Miles no Garrett from the South. Like, all their stars are not weathered. If you're planning on having some home playoff games over the next right. couple of years, it's going to be pretty it's gonna cold be chilly. in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, I've been there. Uh, before we get to the Browns game, there's three things that need to go the Steelers' way for them to make the playoffs. Right, Obviously, right. beating the Browns is the one that they can control. And we'll get to right. that a lot more in depth as we work our way through the podcast. But just take your temperature on the other two. The Jets need to beat the Dolphins. The Bills need to beat the Patriots. I thought the Bills beating the Patriots, if the Bills lost last night, was going to be, or excuse me, if the Bills won last night, was going to be a pretty easy task. Right. Now with what's happening with Hamlin and the state of the Bills, right? I know they're going to play all their starters against the Patriots. They they have to win the game still. It, I mean, we're recording this Tuesday night. Right. People don't know, you know, and we don't know how the NFL is going to handle it. This game just going to evaporate the Bengals. Bills, it has, we'll as far as gambling has been to. concerned, all the boards have taken this game off the board, the Patriots and the Bills, so okay. we don't have a line for it. And Not to mention the Chiefs play Saturday, and right. that influences things too, so, so but who knows? say they do play it, yeah, and all the we starters the start, need it. what's the mindset of Buffalo going out there? And like, How do you go out there, even seven days removed from that, and try to play a game and beat the Patriots? Right, and things will change between now right. and kickoff. I'm sure the NFL will make some announcements on scheduling and... Maybe they bump the playoffs back a week. I don't know. I mean, honestly, if that game would have been Bears Texans last night, they probably just say right, Nobody right, cares. You right, know, it doesn't exactly. matter at that point. Um, hopefully, there's Hamlin news that's positive by then too, yes. and maybe you know the the team's in a better mindset. And so I don't know how to to speak on that, but the, I guess worst case scenario is. The Bills backups challenge the Patriots that need it. I mean, that's worst case scenario for the Steelers. You know, I mean, right. I still think that game could be competitive. 
JV Bills versus right. Patriots starters. I, I agree with that. In Buffalo score too. Forty right. on anybody. You know, what I mean, it, it, so you still got a shot. And then, and Dolph- then the other ones, Dolphins, who, Jets. Jets need to beat the Dolphins. Who's the Dolphins quarterback? I think it's going to be Skylar Thompson. <laughs> I think, I think Teddy broke great. his finger in that game, so I don't think he's going to. His pinky. But yes, that's, that's still that sucks a problem. To throw it. It's yeah. really brutal, right? So and they're not even mentioning to his name at this point, right? And Thompson can run a little bit as a quarterback, so he's maybe been that adds a little impressive. element. Yeah, a little bit. So but you and like the, that from a Steelers perspective. But then on the other side of things, the Jets—you need the Jets to win. Do the Jets want to win? They're eliminated. They can't do anything. But I will say this: it's a good thing for the Steelers. They're playing a division rival, yes, and a team where they can say, "Hey, if the Jets don't go to the playoffs, the Fish ain't going to the playoffs either." Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that we. 17, 18 these past couple weeks or years have been division games because they're less likely to throw in the towel. Play spoiler a bit. Yeah. I mean, the Browns could throw in the towel. I don't think they want no. to. You know, right. I mean, if it was Steelers, Ravens, they'd never throw in the towel. So I think that's a good thing the league, league has done. And the Jets specifically, I don't think Salah is going to say, who's he going to rest? You know what I mean? Like well, not they're only that, young and they're trying to build something. Exactly. There, you know what I mean? And they have a terrible taste in their mouth with how the season. They've lost they six straight games, or five in a row. So, so I mean, the, so is Miami. Yeah. So Salah's probably preaching like, let's get a win under our belts to go into the off season on have a yeah. have a good thing to reflect on as right. we build towards twenty twenty three. I think so too. Little nugget for you too. No team in NFL history has gone O for December and gone to the playoffs. Miami and Jets have not won a game <laughs> in December. <laughs> you know, I mean, the Jets are out of it. But you're right. Serious history in the Browns and the Steelers. This great series started in 1950. Pittsburgh leads all-time 77-61-1 after losing to Cleveland in Week 3 earlier this year. Um, Steelers did sweep Cleveland last year. The Browns won the first eight meetings in 16 of the first 18 games these two teams ever played. In fact, of the first 41 games Cleveland and the Steelers played, the Browns won 32 of them. But then the 70s came and the pendulum swung drastically in the other direction. There was a stretch from December of 1972 until October of 83 that Pittsburgh was victorious in 18 of 22 games played. After that, though, it went back to Cleveland. 10 of the next 12 went in the Browns' favor. But then during a 50-game period between January of 1994 and October of 2020, basically, by the way, that's basically the entire life of me. Yeah, it's, right. like, it's like <laughs> right, two right, years right, of right, me right. not living. Is and you're that not span a teenager. Right yeah, right. Right, right, right. Pittsburgh had a winning streak during that span of seven games, six games, 12 games, four games, four games, and an eight-game winning streak in which the Browns were only able to muster up one tie, but no wins in that period. Remarkable. In yeah. those 50 games, the Browns won just seven times, and they lost both playoff meetings. They've in had three playoff games. 50 games, seven <laughs> yeah. times, seven and 43. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and, and you're familiar with it. You play them twice every year. So yeah, the second time around, there should be no surprises. Uh, but Pittsburgh has won two of the playoff meetings. The last one, of course, we all remember the snap from Pouncey going over Ben's head in the end zone, and it was all downhill from there as the Browns beat the Steelers in the 2020 postseason. Getting started with real the, quick on that. Yeah. You just mentioned Ben. One of my favorite Browns Ben thing is it wasn't long ago where he had the most wins in that stadium. Yes. I mean, that's ridiculous. Baker was the one that finally got thrown in my thing. Right. Because he plays eight or nine games there as opposed to one <laughs> per year. <laughs> it still took him like a couple of years into Baker's career right. to grab that. He plays from one ben. game in that building a year and he owned the, the win title. Uh, ridiculous. You, you, I think Brady had something like that up in Buffalo too. At one point, could be. not could be. I mean, it all was, time wins because of Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly but, right, but right, right, in the right. span of Brady playing there, yeah, he had yeah, more yeah. wins than any quarterback that Buffalo boasts. <laughs> it's just insane. Ben's ownage of the Browns, especially when the Browns could have had him all along. Local. Oh, I know. Kid. I was there. The I was in Cleveland working for the Browns. <laughs> Ben's rookie year. 
All right, the Browns offensively, they rank 15th in EPA. They are 13th per drop pack and 5th in rushing EPA. But those are the season-long totals. Right. Deshaun Watson took over as Cleveland's starting quarterback after serving his suspension in Week 13. From Week 13 to the present day, the Browns offense is 25th in EPA. Brutal. So that's 10 spots in the wrong direction. No. 27th per drop back. They are flooring it in the wrong direction as far as yes. that's concerned. And 16th in rushing. So their rushing is taking a hit as well. Yep. Everything about the offense has gone south since Deshaun's come in. Sputtered, sputtered, And the guy that doesn't get enough credit is Jacoby Brissett. I mean, if people watch the tape. You think there's teams out there licking their chops on him yeah, right now? Yeah. I mean, I think if you don't get Carr or Garoppolo. Like the Jets have him this year. They, they're in the they're playoffs. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. Right, right. Or maybe Carolina. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Or Indy. Or Washington. You know, like. He's a really nice consolation prize, and then maybe use a second-round pick on a guy or something. So Brissett really kept that thing afloat despite some harsh circumstances. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch about with the Steelers' side of things on the defense, EPA is not a huge fan of their run. They're 17th as far as expected points added are concerned, but they're the seventh-best run defense, traditional statistic-wise, mm-hmm. in the NFL. It's a bit of a weird discrepancy for It the is, Steelers, and I don't exactly know why, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, and you can— you can narrow it down, and there it obviously goes up post buy if you just look at EPA post buy. But um, the one thing I know that they're hard on the Steelers season long is all the long completions, and it's been a while since we've seen that. But they also have a face to passing team, so I don't know what to quite make of that. But some receivers lit them up early in the season. Cleveland averages five points, including Mark Cooper. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to him in a second. Yeah. Cleveland averages 5.3 yards per play, but just 4.5 over their past three weeks uh, of the football. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, 16th in points per game, 21.7, but that's gone down in the Watson era too. Uh, 19th, 19 giveaways, which is the ninth fewest in the NFL. They have 10 picks and nine fumbles. Uh, sticking with Deshaun for just one more second, he ranks 37th amongst all quarterbacks that have played 150 plays or more in EPA. Brutal. He's just ahead of Zach Wilson and just behind Carson Wentz. I've seen Deshaun play from time to time. Like I mentioned, I watched that Saints game pretty much in its entirety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's just rust, to be honest with you. I don't he know. I would like start to be worried. He looks right. like he's swimming out of his depth right now. Yes. It was a little better against Washington. I mean, okay. It wasn't embarrassing against Washington. Before that, it That's was embarrassing. That's the description right. for before that. Yeah, he was very bad. And the opening game was against Houston, former team. 700 days off. I mean, it was exactly 700 days off. So you didn't expect much, but I expected him to be 80% of the Texans Watson that we saw. And he's not right now at all. Not even close. No. Uh, more juxtaposition between him and Brissett. 64% of Brissett's passes were completed. Only 56.7% of Deshaun Watson's passes are mm. finding the hands of his targets. Um, on average, the ball comes out of Watson's hands 3.2 seconds. That's the highest number among all qualifying quarterbacks. But he only throws the ball 7.1 yards down the field. So he holds that's onto it forever, the and then he dumps it off. Yeah, he has no timing. He has no rhythm. He's not executing the plays as designed. Then he's holding it, double-clutching, second-guessing himself, and then not throwing accurately. You know, So none of that's good. No, and that 7.1 yards downfield per target is tied for 24th amongst quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. Browns had nine net passing yards at the end of the first half last week nine. against the Washington Commanders. Right. Nine. <laughs> Miserable, and it got a little better. I mean, that's, that's when I said it wasn't embarrassing. That's yeah. one completion. That's you usually right, get nine right, yards, exactly, so right. nine total and a half is bad. 
But they do have a pass catcher that hurts the Steelers, or at least he did in week Mm -hmm. three at over 100 yards. He's responsible, Amari Cooper, for 39.4% of all the Browns' air yards. Only five pass catchers in the league are responsible for a higher percentage of their team's air yards than Amari Cooper. So he's a true number one. And he's good, but he's not Devontae Adams good. You know, I mean, he's he's a very good player. Um, Njoku's been hurt, and that influences that a little bit. He's been good for them. Peoples-Jones is a decent player that is a maybe a quality two, would be a high-end three. But we, we've, it's a little bit like the Raiders, where it's Cooper and Chubb, Jacobs and Adams. You know, like, they need more guys to evolve. Yeah, no question. And we've talked ad nauseum on this podcast and anywhere that you speak about the Steelers, yeah. they stink against number one wide receivers. Been really not just number one wide receivers, the Coopers, too. Like, they, right, right. those the guys, the fringe number one, they get guys them. guys in the league have torn the Steelers up. They did a really good job against Devontae Adams just a Absolutely. couple weeks. Maybe that's the sun peeking out over the horizon. Maybe, Maybe that was the fluke. Either way, I'm encouraged to see that be their last heavy hitter that they went up against. Mm-hmm. And hopefully there's improvement this week than week three dealing with Amari. Yeah. And, and really the second half of the season, they haven't dealt with many top 25. That's the thing. Receivers. Adams is like the only one that really comes right. to mind. I mean, maybe you lump a Lave in there. It's a little early to put him there. But in I London, mean, they're too young yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can't do Pittman, especially considering right. how the Colts are built right now. It doesn't matter who their receivers maybe are. Maybe DJ Moore. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the Panthers are miserable. Yeah, so. right, right, right. So they haven't been tested, but... Maybe that was fluky early in the year. Who knows? It's probably something we'll figure out next year and you know how they address the corner position in the offseason. Well, we mentioned Watson holding onto the ball forever. He was sacked four times in Week 17. Uh, Steelers blitz like crazy. It's it's almost officially Blitzburg, I think we can say. Only mm-hmm. five defenses are blitzing at a higher rate than the Steelers. I think that pressure is going to get home a lot against uh, Deshaun Watson. So too, just what we were saying know. with him kind of being out of his depth and just being out of his element, his timing being off. Yeah. Like, he's going to look lost in that pocket a lot against the Steelers pass rush. I would think so. And I know he's a good athlete. He can be elusive and all those things. But, again, he's not playing on time. He's not playing comfortably. And the ball is in his hands a long time, which is probably going to result in sacks. And I think TJ is starting to really turn the corner. He, he hasn't been able to rush the passer 30, 40 times a game because the teams they've played. But I think he could be an explosion spot. Now, the identity of this Browns offense to me is clearly running the football. Uh, Nick Chubb, Mm -hmm. one of the best running backs, maybe the best running back in the NFL. Yeah. Only seven offenses throw the ball at a lower percentage of their snaps than Cleveland, and I still think they're not running the ball enough. Yeah, I I think they would go back to the— They need to just— Panther mold. Yeah, they need to be first, second, or third as far as run attempts are concerned. Voluminous running, as I like to say. Just— even if Chubb has a series where he doesn't get anything and you have to punt, yeah. go right back to the ground in that next game. And I know Chubb's noticeably better than Hunt, but Hunt doesn't see the field nearly enough. I mean, if you were voluminously Not running creatively the ball. creatively enough. Yeah, right? yeah, right, right. If you were voluminously running the ball with two backs and Chubb was getting 70% of those behind a really good O-line, it might make Watson's life a little easier. Uh, I question the coach, honestly, there to be. I think his seat's pretty hot, too. I think it has to be, yeah. especially with just the way that the team looked terrible when Watson came back and really rough bad usage of guys like Kareem Hunt he's not utilizing the team like they should be which is by feeding the number two leading rusher in the NFL with 1448 yards he got the Steelers pretty good last time they played he had over five yards or he had about five yards per carry uh, a couple big runs there and no one in the league has more big runs than the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland has 20 runs of 20 or more this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and that's a lot of chubs. So they hit the home Breakaway runs, ability, yeah. too. But they don't use much in the passing game. But you got to be encouraged with how the Steelers have played against the run this oh, year. Oh, no doubt. And especially against the guy. They just met the league's leading rusher a couple weeks back in that yep. Raiders game, and they stymied him. So maybe the runner-up can get stymied this time, have some more familiarity. Yeah. 
They got torched by the Ravens on the ground the first meeting. They were amazing rebound against them the second meeting. Absolutely. Maybe a similar rebound here from the Browns' and, first meeting to this one. And it's not as bad as the Ravens' passing attack where they don't even use wide receivers. True. But I'm sure they won't. I bet they make Deshaun beat them the way he's playing. I think that's a sound game plan. One yeah. last thing. The fourth quarter is going to probably be pretty key here. Pretty much has been all year for Steelers mm-hmm. games. But uh, the Browns average 6.8 points scored per fourth quarter of play. Only seven teams are better. But Pittsburgh gives up just 4.9 points on average in the fourth quarter of games, which is eighth best in the NFL. So it'll be best on best when it comes to the fourth quarter yeah. there. Browns offense versus Steelers defense. And I think in this case in particular, it comes a lot down to where the Browns have been running on you, running on you, and then Chubb starts you know, busting off yeah, the long ones. where you see down. But the Steelers are playing – both these teams are high in time of possession. I think that'll be key here. But it's been rough on the Browns lately because they're not getting first downs. Yeah, it's such a good point about Chubb. Playing yeah. a running back like that, it just wears you down wears later you down. in the games. And you miss one tackle in the fourth quarter, and he takes it to the house. I mean, that's what's different about the Steelers running backs, you know? Well, I mean, the Ravens got their ass kicked by Najee. Like, they didn't want to tackle no, that. They didn't want right. to tackle that dude in the fourth quarter they sure did. last week. Right. He was a beast, and Chubb's... And if he had had Chubb's breakaway ability, yeah, he probably would have scored. Exactly. Right, right, right. Uh, Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, Cleveland's defense comes in at 22nd in EPA. The Browns are 8th in defensive EPA per dropback. They are dead last. Brutal Expected points added against the run. So yeah. there's a clear blueprint there. Oh, no doubt. Very good against the pass. Top 10, they're Abysmal. They're as bad as you were last year against the run. If yeah, you're the Pittsburgh right, right. Steelers, so. kind of like watching Steelers last year run defense, big chunk runs, blown off the ball. Even when the season started, I thought their defensive tackle group was about the worst in the league, and now they've been hitting hard, really hard on the second level of linebackers too. And the defense sees the sixth highest percentage of run plays against them, so the books out on them. Teams yeah. know run the ball against Cleveland, and you'll be just fine. It's a good script for Pittsburgh. Yeah, especially lately. Yeah. 19 takeaways is good for 20th in the league. 11 picks, 8 fumbles recovered. They're 18th in points per game allowed with 22.1. In terms of net passing yards per game, Steelers offense 24th and Cleveland's defense is 7th. Yeah. So you definitely probably want to avoid through the air in this game. Yeah. It's the same formula that you used to win the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't see why it should be very complicated for the Steelers. And I don't think you have to, you know, put Kenny in bubble wrap and say don't do anything. You know, I mean, I think he's past that in his career, but the script is pretty obvious. As far as protecting Kenny Pickett, the script's pretty obvious as well. Find where number 95 is and make sure he doesn't get anywhere near your quarterback. He's a monster. 15 yeah. sacks on the year for Miles Garrett, fourth in the NFL with one game left to play. Yeah. No other Brown has more than three sacks on the season. He's yeah. a one-man show right now. And I know people will be like, what about Clowney? Clowney's not a real pass rusher. He's I mean, more of a run-stopper. Run run-stopper yeah. slash disruptor. He makes a lot of mistakes. Slash always injured because yeah, he can never hard stay to count on, mercenary team to team. But he, he can be disruptive. They can line him all over the place. But he's not a pure edge bender like people think he is. They really hurt him with uh, JOK being out in the middle of that. Amongst others, core. but I think he has a bright future. Yeah, you know? I like his versatility Absolutely. a lot. I was Flies jealous the when they got him out of the draft. I was a little jealous. I like, they got him in the second round, yeah. 
Steelers need an inside linebacker. They do. We'll do that on a different podcast, though. We're not going to get too much <laughs> into the weeds there. Uh, like we said, game plan is really clear. Steelers rushed for 198 yards last week against Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland's defense is surrendering 4.8 yards per rush attempt. Only six defenses are worse on the year. Yeah. So you know you can run against them. You're going to pass. Uh, you have to in the NFL. Oh, you'll selectively pass, and you're right. It's a pretty good secondary. I mean, I think Denzel Ward is a really good corner, yep. and Newsom's a really good compliment to him. And I like Del Pitt and the mm-hmm. signing of Johnson a couple of years ago, I think, was a really good move for a yeah. team that's trying to compete. Just hasn't panned out record-wise for them. But I really I, like what they have in the back end. I do, too. And they've invested in them heavily. There's a lot of first and second round picks And it's there. panning out. The yeah, numbers. And panned out. Yeah. And for people that don't know, the Browns, for better or worse, are – as high, as big of an analytics-driven organization as there is in the league right now. Everybody's Ivy League in that organization. Yeah. Harvard GM, yep, yep, yep. Penn for the coach, I think. I might have had that backwards, but... I don't know that off the top of my head, but you're right. But where I was going with it is analytics have driven teams to stop the pass, stop the pass. Well, that's fine. I mean, they're invested in pass rushers and defensive backs, but they're getting gouged on the ground. You know, like... The adjustment's going to go back. too far. You can go well, too far. I think in the league in general, too, it's become such a pass-happy league that there is a it's market inefficiency right. where you can exploit on the ground a lot. Luminous. And you're seeing teams do that and Absolutely. stay afloat in races. Like, the Panthers have no business playing a Week 17 game to win their division. Giants shouldn't be in the playoffs. No, but they right run right the right. hell out of the ball. And yeah. They run it down teams' throats that aren't really built to stop the run. Absolutely. And we talked about this Atlanta week. I thought they were the worst roster in the league coming into But they're the still afloat. And they still won games and kept it going for a while. Key matchups to highlight for Browns and Steelers. Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper versus Steelers cornerback. Steelers cornerbacks don't travel, so you won't, you know, see a I don't particular think he's a left matchup. Right, guy. right? Yeah, yeah he'll so, be moved all over. But uh, he torched them last time mm-hmm. uh, through the air. You got to shut him down because just like the Raiders, if you can shut down Cooper and you can shut down Chubb, you'll beat the you'll Browns. You'll probably win, right? Yeah. yeah. And then left tackle Dan Moore versus Browns defensive end Miles Garrett. Just yeah, a good luck, Dan Moore. Yeah, I mean, it's a problem. I mean, you're going to see Gentry on that side a lot. You're going to see Chips. Uh, Steelers' backs are good in protection, too. So, um, yeah, he's a problem, but they're used to him. One o'clock kickoff at Acrisure Stadium for the season finale. The Steelers taking on the Browns. This is our probably our last podcast. Probably, probably but we but all know that. Right, right, right. No, stranger things have happened. Yep. In fact, just last year, stranger things happened <laughs> right. than we need happened this week. But... Let's hope it's some things. Fun, bud. Yep. Let's hope if things come back. break in the right direction, though. Maybe we we'll do one more together. But if not, yeah. it's been a great year. I'm sure we'll be back maybe again we'll do next three year. More together. <laughs> now you're getting a little <laughs> ridiculous. Get a little ambitious. Yeah. Just beat the Browns, though, on Sunday. Great. You can only control what you can control, and that's what the Steelers can do. Go out there and get a win against Cleveland. For Matt Williamson, I'm Tom Offerman. As always, we appreciate you guys listening to the Advanced Scout. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.